Hello and welcome to Sounds Of, a podcast created by Drum and Brass with the support of the National Lottery and Leicestershire County Council in which we explore the impact of music on our lives. In today's episode, we hear Drum and Brass director Julie Hoggarth talking to professional cellist and teacher Griff Wadkin about the impact of playing on his well-being and that of his students. Well, just for our listeners, then, uh-huh. I'm having a conversation with Griff Wadkin, who I've known for some years, since he was a tiny cello player, and now he's a completely fully-fledged adult cello player, and you've recently been recruited to an orchestra in Kidderminster, is that right? Uh-huh, yep. Kidderminster Festival Orchestra. Brilliant. And is that as the um, tea boy? The tea boy? No, it's as, it's as a cello player. I probably, will ch- make t- I probably will make tea as well. I'm sure there will be some tea making involved. How is your tea making? Major. Oh, my tea making. <laughs> that's one of my main qualities, I think. I'm a world-class tea maker. Yeah, I make a lot of tea. <laughs> I heard about it. Now, uh, congratulations, Griff, because I understand you've been appointed principal cello player, which is really fantastic. Oh, yeah, it's great. I'm very happy. Yeah, you should be. So thank you very much. I was hoping today that we might talk about um, the different kinds of music that you've been involved in. You've been involved in lots of groups over the years. Do you want to mention one, any, any, of, your, any of the places oh. where you've done music? Well, the, probably well, where I met you was the Summer Music Week. Oh, so yeah. That was what, if we think about when I was a child, that's probably the first place I played music with other people. So that was like the beginning of it all, I guess. So what was the first, how old was I when I did my first summer music week? I would have been about five or six. I, I wasn't very old. Five. I think very five, old at all. Yeah. yeah, you were. And you came along with Bethan and Reese and, yeah, and all my family Alid went. And yeah, Keris. So I guess <laughs> that's where it, that's where it all started, Julie. It's your fault. Oh, take sorry. some of the blame. <laughs> what did you enjoy about playing music? You know, this only sounds bad. I think I enjoyed the breaks. I enjoyed just going out and playing with the, like your friends. But when, when you're a child, you don't really know what's going on, do you? So I think I just enjoyed all the playtimes. And obviously the music was all part of it. But I think mainly I just enjoyed going out and playing. And then as I got older, I started to appreciate how good the music was a bit more. I, I think say. people underestimate the value of the social bit, don't they? Oh, yeah, that's what gets most people started, isn't it? I think so. Well, I think even when you're like... playing music, it's social. You're kind of communicating with your friends just through, it, through music rather than words and play, I guess. So, yeah. yeah. What kind of music did you enjoy playing then when, when you started to like, when the music started to take over from the. Oh, when I was a kid, I think the most, the best bit was the film music. You know, you do the whole, you always look forward to the film music at the end. I think you used to plan it, so you did all like the really fun film stuff at the end. And as a kid, <laughs> as soon as you recognise the tune, that's the best bit. Then as I got older, that kind of changed. I think that our musical taste definitely changed. I used to enjoy like pop music and rock music. I still do, but as I got shown classical music... Uh, music like that, music from the olden days, if you want. 
and shown how to appreciate it and understand it, I think I started to enjoy that a lot more. And that's probably mostly what I listen to and play now. Do you listen to the same music that you play? Yeah, that's mainly what I listen to. Do you? Say, if I'm playing a piece, I'll listen to every recording of that piece and try and work out how everyone's done it differently and all the interesting things. Because everyone interprets the same thing quite differently. So I find that really interesting. It is interesting. Mm. Yeah. And would you say there are specific things that you like prefer a style over another style? Uh, there is some cello players who you listen to. I've got my favourite cello players. Like You listen to them. And then you can't listen to anyone else play the same piece, really, because it just doesn't sound right. So if someone can play a piece of music in such a way that it makes all the other versions not quite sound right, and they've done a good job, I think. So, yeah. So one of our things is um, music and well-being. That's one of our things that we're interested in exploring quite a bit. So mm. I suppose the simple question is, do you get a feel, feeling of well-being from playing music? Yeah, I want to make sure I know what well-being means. That's just feeling good, right? It's open to interpretation, yeah. Open to interpretation. But in general, it's just feeling good about yourself and your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, when I'm practising, you're not really... Th you kind of takes your mind off everything else you can only think about your music when you're doing it which is great for your well-being because it like focuses your brain on something positive I guess and you can, and you enjoy it so no matter what what's going on in your life or how stressed you are when you're playing music especially with other people it kind of takes you to another place because music playing is hard isn't it playing cello really well is hard yeah so there must be moments of frustration yeah, definitely. They detract from your well-being, or yeah. they part. Oh yeah, they can detract. I've had many times where music has been the main source of stress in my life. But that, I think that's from like a probably that's from like a professional point of view. You know, when you're playing, and I guess when you're first starting at music college or as a career, then you kind of feel a lot of pressure. But I've learned to manage that in a very. I think it took me a few years, but I've learned to manage that quite well in my own way I've learned how to turn that into something positive because you're only stressed because you want to make something as good as you can aren't you really mm. so that makes you constantly think you're not good enough but you can kind of turn that on its head and just enjoy the process of making something beautiful rather than getting stressed mm. about it that's how I've dealt with it anyway have you had to work at that is that Something. Yeah, that took me many years to like to get into the state of mind that I'm in now about things. It took me yeah. a few years to get into it. But yeah, it definitely takes work and yeah. like, re-evaluating how you think about things. Compared to academic work, how does it compare? Um, I didn't really put that much effort into my academic work when I was at school. Like, it didn't bother me. I think I was happily, when I did bad, if I did ever did anything bad at school or during my A-levels, for example, I didn't really get too stressed about it. I didn't, it didn't matter to me, if I'm honest. I was just like, oh, it doesn't matter. But when, if I did a musical performance or a music exam or anything which I wasn't happy with, then that would affect me quite a bit. Then I'd get, I'd get quite upset by it. But you just want to be as good as you can, you know? 
Where did that come from? Do you think you inherited? I have no idea. I don't really know. But it's the only thing I've ever really taken seriously. Yeah. I mean, your family plays musical instruments, so I guess that was sort of in your family. But what about your friends, like at primary school? Um, well, my friends throughout the whole of my school life at school didn't really know I played the cello. But I didn't really. <laughs> I, I managed to separate school and music quite well. I think I, I didn't think I did it on purpose. I didn't like. I never really did much music in school, and but I just yeah. My friends were really that, never musical friends at school or really that interested in it, which was great for me because it's just like your own little thing you do and no one bothers you with it. I quite liked it. But on the other hand, I think that's because my school probably didn't encourage it. It would have been a lot... I would have felt a lot more comfortable sharing my music in my school and enjoying music in my school if it was something that was seen as normal and something that was encouraged and supported, like especially like financially as well. It would have been... Something that I would have been really happy to share if it was something that was mm. really well supported. Talk a bit more about the financial thing. Do you think that is a barrier for people getting into music? Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. Well, because it's quite expensive to have lessons. And rightly so. The, your music teachers are very well trained, so they deserve to be paid a good amount. But not all parents can afford that. And it's not necessarily just that. It's that parents aren't taught how beneficial music can be. And the schools don't promote it, in my opinion, as much as they could do, or as well as they could do. Could more be done? I, I agree. Music teachers do a hard job. And like, you don't get much one-to-one -one teaching in this life, do you? I, at the moment, that's what I do, one-to-one -one teaching. But most yeah. of the stuff... But only in music. Is... Like, you don't get it for... F you know, you... Oh, no. Yeah, it's yeah. like... It is a particular thing where one to one, it it's like a, quite a relationship, isn't it? That yeah, it's quite special, really, isn't it? It's like yeah. the only like student. Yeah. You no, know, it's not. I can't think of anything else where it happens. No. But it's, you don't just learn music, though, do you? You learn like discipline and life skills and how to practice anything. So, for yeah. example, I I've been playing darts recently, loads during lockdown, and I've got like fairly good for my own standards. And I was thinking. I use the same similar practice methods for darts that I would for playing the cello or for anything I do. And I'm like, hang on, it's all related. Any skills we want to learn in life, if you could learn through music and learning how to practice properly and focus properly. Yeah. Prepares you for anything, really. Yeah. So you went to uh, inner city school. It was in Leicester, yeah. yeah. It was in Leicester. Um, did you think... Uh, was the orchestras that you were in what we would call, and it's a really diverse word, but I'm going to use it, diverse, in terms of its makeup? The or what the youth orchestras I was in as a yeah. child. I think more so towards the end of my time in them. But definitely really? at the beginning. Not They definitely weren't representative of the population of Leicester. No, not at all. Mm. Like if you took the general demographic of Leicester the general demographic of the people who could afford music lessons and go to the orchestras and were supported to do it, it was not representative at all, no. Yeah, I think that's the, it's the affording to do it, isn't it? And, and the, school, the school culture as well, you said, like you said, it was like a, a, not, not a normal thing in your school. Mm. School culture is quite important, isn't it? 
and yeah, uh, and just the parents getting encouraged to get their kids into it and yeah. taught. That, but that's a big thing anyway. I do work in primary schools, and it's not necessarily the teachers' faults either because they don't get any teacher training for music at all. Like yeah. on their PGCE days, you'll probably do like an hour of music teacher training or something. I don't, some, a music yeah. teacher told me this, so don't take my word for it, but the, the amount of training you get to teach music as a primary school teacher is nothing, really. Yeah. It doesn't teach you any skills to be able to encourage it. So it's not yeah. even the teacher's faults. It's kind of being sidelined in some ways. Mm. It gives, I suppose, opportunities for quite a bit of voluntary stuff, don't you? Yeah. I kind of wanted to talk about that because it's a really amazing thing that you've... How many years have you been doing the Arco project? The Arco project? Is it the Arco um, project? Is that yeah, the one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, That's not in England. That's in South Africa. But yeah. I've been volunteering with that for like three, over three years now. It's three and a half years, I would say, I think. Which is pretty good. How many, how many people have you worked with? Um, personally as my one-to-one students online I've had two students the whole time and they're my main one-to-one students and one of them's just got a place to study in England now so he's going to be coming over to do his A-levels at a music school in England which would be good are but you going to meet over... him? yeah I've met him before I've been to South Africa before I went last year so I, they did a course there and I, did, I ran like a cello course for the, all the cellists at the school over the week and I got to meet all the cello students, and they're all great. Where One was of them, that? that was in Soweto, in South Africa, at the Morris Isaacson Music School. Wow. And one of the other students is moving to Birmingham next year to come and study at the Conservatoire as oh. well. So they're doing great things. They are. Mm. So what was the difference? What was the difference in, in like, the atmosphere in uh, South Compared to, say, like a junior or... I, yeah, I, it, I think it, they were a lot more relaxed and supportive of each other, I think. I felt that when I went over, they were just like... It was like a, like a family atmosphere, and, you know, there wasn't any competitiveness or anything like that. And they were so relaxed. Like, ridiculous. I've got pictures on my phone when I was teaching a, like, a class in the morning like this. Just completely chilled out. Like sometimes you have to just get them. You have to get a cattle prod and be like, "Come on!" <laughs> but they they work hard though. They just yeah. don't get too stressed about it. Ah, uh, maybe it's they the had a great time. Yeah, it could be, maybe yeah. just because they were younger. I just because I come from like a music college environment, which is completely different. So probably going over there it was quite refreshing actually. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, what's music college like then? Um, it, it's lots of people from a lot of different countries. Like completely, everyone's from a completely different continent or place, which was hard when I first started because a lot of people didn't get my sarcasm, so they probably thought I was being serious about some of the stuff I said. So I learned that very quickly. Was that important? Yeah, I was the only English in the string department. I was the only English boy. There was a couple of English girls, but the rest are all from people from China, Eastern Europe, um, all over. America, South America, from everywhere, oh, really. I'm so surprised about that. That's interesting, isn't it? And are they staying here? Yeah. The staying majority of the in- Yeah, the majority of... I think the majority of the intake at music colleges is international students. 
I didn't know that. That's so interesting. Mm. So for, I don't know, let's say for a young player in Leicester, mm -hmm. maybe they've got to grade two. Uh-huh. And they're about 12, maybe. So, you know, it kind of could go either way. What, what advice would you give them? What, to try and keep them playing? Yeah. Music well, is losing got... people, isn't it? It loses people yeah. at that point, that grade two point, because it suddenly gets I think on. what a lot of people, I think I found this from my own teaching, the world we live in isn't kind of suited to the demands it takes to learn an instrument. Like everything, everything is so fast paced now. I think 12 year olds now, if they want to get a bit of dopamine or gratification or whatever, they just go on their phone and go on Instagram and bam. Oh, I've got a like or, oh, I've got on this Candy Crush game and I've got all these points. And like, if they want to get any, I find it as well, I'm really bad. I've got the attention span of a potato. I have to be really, really careful. So, so I, sometimes it, with music, to get to the next step, it just takes a bit of time and patience and thought and concentration. But when you do it, the gratification and the feeling, how the good feeling you get and the benefit you get is a lot more than any app or game or anything can give you, really. So if it's, if it's finding the time to practice or just getting the energy to do it, just have a go and just really find a piece you like and focus on it and try and get it sounding as beautiful as you can. And if you enjoy, if you, at the end of that process, you enjoy it, then just keep doing it. And if it's not for you, then do something else. But at least try. Yeah. Just have a go. That's a really good bit of advice. I shall, I shall, I'll tell that to the, I've got someone in mind as I speak to you. He's like, he's kind of on, he's kind of hovering, you know, he could go either way. He could mm. be like, oh, shall I go and do football and girls or I might just carry on with this and yeah you can do football and girls as well that's fine <laughs> you never did that <laughs> I played a lot of football <laughs> oh I've got, to, I've got to ask you do you remember do you remember the first time and, it, and you were a bit young really but we just made you do it we gave you a a ensemble to lead at, I think it was Hag Farm do you remember yeah, it was that? it was in Derby I remember that I took How that very hard. seriously, by the way. I had, to, I made, I, wanted, I wanted to be the best one. <laughs> it was We were amazed because I, I was thinking, oh, he's a bit young, you know. What is that a bad idea? That's a bit too much for him. But you, they were great. We worked them hard. Do you remember what you played? I can't remember what you played. Um, there was a boy who played. I can't remember his name. There was a boy who was really good at violin, but he couldn't read music. So he oh, knew loads of pieces by ear. So I just made sure I found arrangements. We had a string quartet, I think. So I just found arrangements of pieces he already knew by ear because I knew he could always he could already smash them and they already sounded great. And then I just got, <laughs> but I just got everyone else to fill in the pieces. It was a great plan. It worked Very, perfectly. <laughs> it's a brilliant. No, it's isn't that what's called differentiation and working to your exact like tailor yeah. tailoring your music to your yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It was really good that. I remember that. You also did Boys Brigade, didn't you? Some teaching a boy, Boys Brigade. No, but I just meet Army Cadets when I was army younger. Cadets, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I played with the Army Cadet bands and stuff yeah. and taught yeah. the flute. That's when I started teaching. Yeah. yeah. Do, you think, do you like teaching? Yeah, I really enjoy it now. I actually struggled quite a bit with it at the beginning. 
I've had moments where I've like struggled. It's quite hard to do, isn't it? It's harder than I always initially thought. I've always been a bit of a improvise every my whole life on the spot kind of guy. But actually, I've learned with teaching, you kind of have to plan a little bit. To... Yeah, plan a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't. I never used to take that into. Also, I was really bad at assuming people's knowledge. You know, because I've done music my whole life. Yeah. Stuff which I know, I just like, I just like, hang on a minute. People don't actually know. That <laughs> four four means there's four beats in a box. It's just like crazy stuff. So I've had to like just go in right back to the beginning with everyone. That That's can be very tough. Yeah. I think I I started at the opposite end. So I was teaching, mm-hmm. but I had barely learnt anything myself. But I came in as a teacher. I know how to teach. Yeah. So I can do all of that. And I was like learning it. It's like we, one week ahead of people. This was way back when I first yeah. started. And so I did know, I did know the difficulties and that ha- really helped. That does help. Yeah. But. Kind of it's... Okay. <laughs> it so far. Well, it only got them so far anyway. <laughs> yeah. But you kind of, because I've learned a lot of my, when I started at music college, I was way behind everyone else, really. I know I've been playing for most of my life, but I hadn't really ever practiced. Like, I'd never practiced. I kind of just turned up to orchestras and I was really good at sight reading because I'd never practiced. Do you know what I mean? Every orchestra I turned up into, I'd just been able to read. I'd had to just be able to read on the spot and try and get away with it, which has, in a way, been quite good for me. But also, if I practiced a bit more as a child, I'd probably be really good now. But that's fine. But it means a lot of the stuff I've learnt later on, I can explain it better. Mm. Like I've all like a lot of the detailed parts of playing, I've had to learn as an adult. But mm. I've found my own ways of explaining it. So when I teach it, I can articulate it a bit better. Whereas if I learnt it as a child, I wouldn't know why I could do it. I would. I, I could just do it. I don't know why. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think. I, I think I found teaching helped me with my own playing. Mm. So. Saying it to other people made me sudden. It's I don't know. It suddenly clicked with me why I was doing it. Especially I kids have... teaching because you have to simplify it for kids. So therefore, yeah. you know in your own head the most simple way of explaining yeah. something. Yeah, and I think that's really. I find that really satisfying to get people from not playing anything to knowing a few notes and. I just think it's magical, really. I still think that playing music is like some fantastic gift, a treat, mm. being allowed to, being allowed to have those lovely instruments. And you've got a really lovely instrument, haven't you? Yeah. What, what, what are you playing at the moment? I've got, a, um, I've got one on loan to me. It's yeah. from like a charitable trust and it's really, really, really nice. Cello. It's, um... Got a name. It was made by a man called Joseph Hill in 1764 in London. So that's like 250 years old. But it's really nice. I took it to a man. There's like a man in Oxford who specialises in these instruments. I took it to him. It had to to have loads of work done on it. It spent about the last two years getting loads of work done on it. Because when they found it to give to me, it hadn't been touched in about 50 years, maybe 100 years. It just, it sounded terrible. I hate to be rude. The people who were loaning it to me, the trust, all the trustees were there, and they were like, oh, play it for us. And I played it, and I was like, yeah. Mm. I was like, yeah, it's nice. <laughs> bit, but in my head, I was like, oh. Because <laughs> I got myself all excited about this instrument. 
But then I spent two years taking it to experts and people. All it needed was some love and care and setting up properly. And now it sounds amazing. Really? So I'm glad I bared with it. Yeah. And it's had like, <laughs> it's, had, it's had loads of work to do. It's got a spike. The spike on it is cut to a certain length so that it has the same resonating pitch as the cello or something ridiculous. There's loads of like stuff like that, which has been, and it just sounds incredible. Oh, wow. Um, you're going to send us a, a, a recording of you playing something. Oh, yeah, I will send you a recording of something. That would be really good. Griff, thank you so much. That's been really, really interesting. You've been listening to Sounds Of, a podcast created by Drum and Brass community interest company focusing on music for community well-being with safety, inclusivity and diversity at its core. Thank you for listening and if you've enjoyed this episode please subscribe and you'll hear about the next episode as soon as it drops. And do take a look around the Drum and Brass website drumandbrass.co.uk to find out about our many other projects. Our special thanks go to our guest Griff Wadkin to our funding partners, the National Lottery and Leicestershire County Council, to our producer, Davina Wilson, and to you for listening today. Drum and Brass, putting music in the community and the community in music. Mm-hmm.